And so we're talking about the deception here, in this case, porn, that it feels so good. And so it must be okay. That's the deception. Guys say, but it feels so good. As if satisfaction makes it okay. That was Pastor Tay Shin revealing to us the deceptive nature of sin. Our sin is extremely crafty and deceptive, and oftentimes when we fall, it is because we have been convinced in our own mind that this is the right thing to do. In this podcast episode, Pastor Tay breaks down the ways sin deceives us and how to fight against it. You're listening to the Overcoming Porn Podcast. Welcome to the Overcoming Porn Podcast, where it's all about helping you flee temptation, overcome porn, and live in lasting victory over sexual sin from a biblical perspective. Produced by the Titus II Institute. going on everyone and welcome to the show this is the overcoming porn podcast the podcast dedicated to helping you overcome pornography from a biblical perspective and i am your host george from the titus 2 institute and we are a ministry dedicated to building up the next generation through counseling coaching and building online schools and i want to thank you for tuning in to our program and to our podcast if this podcast has been a blessing to you in any way if you could please give us a subscribe give us a like give us a five-star rating on itunes or spotify or whatever platform you get your podcast that would be greatly appreciated and will help us reach more men who are struggling with pornography and looking to find hope and freedom and today we are in episode 15 episode 15 of the overcoming porn podcast and this episode will be talking about the deceptiveness of sin the deceptive nature of sin because sin sin deceives us and when we are tempted it is trying to sell us and convince us and make us believe all sorts of lies help us justify our actions to the point where we believe in the moment what we are doing is right. And that is why we move ahead and commit that sin, where we carry out that sin and express that sin with our body. And this episode actually comes from one of our live teachings inside the Overcoming Porn uh, community, the Titus II Overcoming Porn community, which is an exclusive online community of brothers who are all in the fight uh, helping each other overcome pornography that's something that we run and we have a handful of brothers and mentors in that group and uh, we've told you about it many times but if you want more information definitely check the link in the show notes below and also 
uh, we do have a free resource called the Overcoming Porn Blueprint, which is the four areas of attack that you need to master, the four things that you need to put in place in your life in order to overcome pornography, in order to break free from the bondage of sexual sin. And right now it comes with a 10-day email companion course that will walk you through how to implement this blueprint. And you can get that at titus2institute.com. That's titus with the number 2 institute.com forward slash blueprint. So be sure to get that free resource. It's been a great help to myself. And that's how we counsel the men in the Titus 2 Overcoming Porn community. Well, without further ado, let's jump into our teaching today on the deceptiveness of sin with Pastor Tay Shin. God bless you guys. Gentlemen, I'm Pastor Tay, founder of the Titus 2 Institute, and welcome to the podcast of Titus 2 Overcoming Porn. And today, I want to talk to you about sin being deceitful. The deceitfulness of sin. So to describe sin as deceitful is to describe it as an active ingredient. Something that is alive. I mean, dead things cannot deceive. So we're talking about something that is alive. Like yeast, able to work its way through the dough and make it rise. We're talking about porn here or applying it to porn, that is. This is kind of the, um, the general function of sin. It's not something that is static or just a label or a theological concept, but it's something that is very much alive, like yeast. And so, like yeast being an ingredient, it's an ingredient inside your heart and it functions to deceive you. That's what we're talking about. It messes with your mind and heart. So we're talking about deception. So we're talking about clouding your judgment. We're talking about not thinking straight. You know, there are a lot of passages. Let me just uh, share two with you. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. So we're talking about being corrupted, which is present tense. So it's something that is alive and growing inside you. And so sin has a full-time job of deceiving you. In fact, it's described as deceitful desires. Isn't that porn? You feel the desire in your loins, but that desire feels good and starts deceiving you. And so you're not thinking straight. Here's Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 13. See to it, brothers, that no one or none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Now, this is a particularly a powerful verse because he's speaking uh, the writer of Hebrews, that is, is speaking to believers. He calls them brothers. But sin is alive inside brothers here. And uh, I think every brother who is listening to this can relate to the power of sin uh, working inside. And it's 
very powerful here because it's talking about a believer having an unbelieving heart. Now, we're not talking about a loss of salvation, but a believer whose heart is functioning for that moment like an unbeliever. Isn't that the profile of the believer who is addicted to porn? A believer whose heart is like an unbeliever because he's entertaining all the wrong things. And so here in Hebrews chapter 3, he speaks of a heart that can be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the power of deceit, the deceitfulness of sin. In fact, the sin of porn. And so for the rest of the podcast, I'm going to share with you four ways that sin can deceive you when it comes to porn. Number one, deception emphasizes sin's satisfaction. So I'm going to share with you four ways that sin can deceive you when it comes to porn. And number one is deception emphasizes sin's satisfaction. We're talking about the deceptive power of sin. And so we're talking about the deception here, in this case, porn, that it feels so good. And so it must be okay. That's the deception. Guys say, but it feels so good, as if satisfaction makes it okay. That's the deception that is swirling around in our heads. You know, so many guys rationalize their porn consumption and masturbation as something good because it simply feels so good. This is the simple pursuit of self-pleasure, which is hedonism. You know, guys who buy sex toys for themselves to be used in the privacy of their rooms is justified as pleasurable. In fact, we have a term uh, here in America and uh, maybe where you are called uh, guilty pleasure. And so we use this to describe things we like, but we shouldn't, like ice cream, binge-watching Netflix. But we justify it because it brings pleasure, satisfaction. You know, one man continued to have sex outside of marriage. He says to me, but it feels so good. In fact, where do you place your sexual satisfaction? Instead of masturbation, where do you find your release? Why don't you uh, take time to think about that? And so I'm sharing four ways that sin can deceive you when it comes to porn. And number one was deception emphasizes porn's satisfaction. We're talking about the deception in your mind. Number two, deception focuses on porn's momentary worth. You see, the deception of porn is all about the heat of the moment. It's like being so caught up in the heat of the moment. Something flashes before your eyes or on the screen and you are now so inspired to indulge. And for that moment, it feels so worth it. You are so excited about all the euphoria that will come from it. In fact, write this down. Deceit makes you comfortable. Deceit makes you comfortable. You are so deceived that it leads to you justifying and it leads to you relaxing and feeling comfortable with it. Deceit makes you comfortable. But deceit is not done. It leads to comfort which quickly morphs into guilt. And so the progression is deceit, 
comfort, guilt, and then shame. So once your indulgence is over, almost right after the release, you feel like, oh man, I feel terrible. I can't believe I did that. That's the deceit of sin, making it seem so worth it, but instantly leaving you with guilt. And so we're covering four ways that sin can deceive you when it comes to porn. Number one was deception emphasizes sin's porn's satisfaction. Two, deception focuses on porn's momentary worth. I'm going to give you four. Here's three. Deception makes porn very personal. And I'm talking about the way that your mind gets messed up when it comes to porn. That's the deceptive power of sin. And so number three, deception makes porn very personal. Isn't it a personal experience? I mean, the deception of porn is all about being personal. And you say to yourself, well, no one's going to get hurt. It's just me. But sin has strings attached. You remember Joseph who ran from Potiphar's wife in the book of Genesis saying that he could not do this because it would be a sin against God. So he saw it as a violation against God and not just a personal mistake. Sin has many connections. It's a sin against your wife and uh, you entertain Potiphar's wife. For some, the personal pleasure comes in sharing their wife like a wife swap. And so it's not just a personal pleasure. All of that is clouded and sin begins to deceive you. You have to put that kind of thinking aside. Take time to think straight about this matter. And so one last deception, and of course, there are so many more, but we're covering four ways that sin can deceive you. Um, and we're talking about Porn's deception here, or sin's deception. Number one was sin, uh, or deception emphasizes sin's uh, satisfaction. Number two, deception focuses on porn's momentary worth. Three, deception makes porn very personal. And last, and there's many more. Number four, deception turns porn into a secret. I mean, that's a big part of the whole experience, right? That it's a secret, your your own secret. Now compare this with number three, that it's personal, that it's all about you being by yourself. But now number four, this is a further impact on being all by yourself, that it becomes a secret. One of the great mistakes is to view porn as a secret sin. After all, it's usually done in secret, and so... It does seem like a big secret, especially if you kept it a secret for years. I mean, how many years has it been? Why don't you uh, think about the number? Maybe it's been a while since you counted the years. I mean, uh, think about how many years that you kept it a secret. Now, if you kept it a secret, we're talking about unconfessed sins. Did that make sense? If it's a secret, you're not confessing it. You're not doing anything about it. So we're talking about years of unconfessed sins. And unconfessed sins has its spiritual ramifications. Now, if porn is a sin, 
which is connected to God, number three, then porn becomes an unconfessed sin to God, which is what we're talking about. An unconfessed sin to God, to which he responds. Now, God does respond to unconfessed sins. Now, I don't know if you've really thought about it that way. I mean, you you think about it as a secret, and so therefore you kind of think of it as uh, just uh, you by yourself. But God is involved and does respond to unconfessed sins. So it's not like the unconfessed sins sit in a cart like a item in uh, Amazon and that you're going to eventually do something about that item in the cart. It's not a big deal if you don't take action on it. It's just uh, sitting there. Or it's not like God is uh, so busy that he's unaware or that he only becomes aware when you, uh, you know, confess it. But the truth is that unconfessed sexual sin, God does respond to it by pushing down on you and you feel the pressure. You think it's just your own personal guilt and shame, but it's not that simple. You know, one person said to me that his guilt and shame was so strong that it hospitalized him. Now, this is a true story. And by and my response is that it's not just you feeling guilty. It's God pressing down on you and making you feel the shame and the guilt. That comes from Psalm 32, verses 3 and 4, where King David, and he's talking about his sexual sins. He says, For when I kept silent, okay, he's talking about not confessing here. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. Whose hand? God's hand. Whose hand? God's hand. Who is adding to the guilt and shame of unconfessed sin? It's God himself. So it's not a big secret. Your shame is not a secret. Your shame, God is aware, and God participates, or yeah, God participates in it for your repentance and restoration. So I'm going to stop here. I know there's so much more, but uh, we talked about really one of the most basic and important concepts of sin and how it definitely applies to the porn experience. And we shared uh, four ways that sin can deceive you when it comes to porn. So one last review. Number one, deception emphasizes sin's satisfaction or porn satisfaction. Two, deception focuses on porn's momentary worth. Three, deception makes porn very personal. And four, deception turns porn into a secret. Now, all, th all four of these are messed up. It's about your mind not being right. And, you know, the whole Christian experience is all about the renewing of that mind. So I hope that happens for you. God bless you as you listen. And gentlemen, keep up the good fight. And remember, the victory is ours. Hey there, brothers. Well, I hope that you were um, taught and encouraged and blessed by that message. 
on the deceptiveness of sin by Pastor Tay Shin. And uh, like I said, that was one of our first teachings in the Titus 2 Overcoming Porn Community. And I remember just the impact that it had on all the men who were uh, watching and learning and listening because they were able to understand how sin was working, was at work in their lives, and how they could uh, just kind of step back and break out of that, that almost mind control, that almost mechanical behavior that comes when, you know, we just want pornography so much. We become almost like a robot. You know, that does not relieve us of any responsibility, of course. Uh, but there is uh, a deep and powerful pull that sin has on our lives. And so, brothers, thank you so much for tuning in today. And as always, the victory is ours. Hey, brothers, are you struggling with porn? Have you tried time and time again to leave it behind, but you keep falling into the same cycle of committing sin, feeling immense shame, getting back up at square one, only to fall again? And all along the way, you feel like you're dying a slow death. If so, then I invite you to check out the Titus 2 Overcoming Porn Community. The Titus 2 Overcoming Porn Community is the exclusive online membership community for dedicated men who want to cut off pornography and live in lasting freedom over sexual sin. So whether you're falling daily into pornography and masturbation, or you have made good progress and you are just looking for further growth and accountability, then the Overcoming Porn community is perfect for you. Our membership community combines teaching, counseling, accountability, and community to give you everything you need to overcome porn. You will be plugged into a powerful community of men who understand your struggle and who have the ability to mentor, encourage, and empower you on your journey to freedom. We will be with you every step of the way. So check it out at Titus 2 Institute. That's Titus with the number 2 Institute.com forward slash overcoming porn. Overcoming porn has a hyphen in between. That's Titus 2 Institute.com forward slash overcoming dash porn. And remember, brothers, the victory is ours. Thank you for listening to the Overcoming Porn podcast. We hope that this podcast and our other resources can equip you to find freedom over porn and lust. Please visit Titus 2 Institute. That's Titus with the number 2, institute.com for all of our other resources.